0: Not And we've got various dashboards and tools where we can actually look at those conversion rates literally live. So this isn't, you know, let the grass go underneath your feet. You don't have time for that. And that's why, again, today's modern world of a marketing has never been better for really optimizing your, your marketing investments. It's not perfect. It's not easy. Otherwise we'd be a multi-billion dollar company, but you know, we do, I believe a very good job at that. Absolutely Jeff I'm I'm uh, really excited to talk to you and and to reach out to your audience today.
1: And for people who don't know much about the enzyme business and and what you guys do, what's the elevator pitch?
0: You know, it's it's enzymes is the main catalyst for life. And so a lot of us aren't aren't necessarily, you know, realizing that or even thinking about it, but all of your cellular functions are uh, really enzyme activated. It's it's enzymes are are a key catalyst for dividing cells, and in our case, you know, we have predominantly focused on food digestion and some other indication areas. But, you know, that's you—you are alive literally due to enzymes. And if you go to medical school, it's—it's it's, uh, probably the first thing that they're that they're teaching it. And so, as just a little extra background on that, do I understand it right that it's essentially like?
1: It's the enzymes that break down our food so our bodies can use them. Is that, a, is that a fair oversimplification or how would you say it better?
0: No, it is. I mean, it's, it's you know, let's say if you, if you have lunch or, or a dinner and you're, you're, well, actually at this time of a year, you're probably eating a lot of turkey and turkey is, is made up of uh, proteins. And so, you know, just imagine yourself eating a piece of a turkey and as it goes in your digestive system, your body recognizes that that is a protein source. And so it's uh, really the protease enzymes that immediately go after that, that a food and they start to break it down into a smaller particles. And so what, what we do is we provide supplementation you know, for those exact type of enzymes. And, and why you need them, a lot of different reasons, you know, many people can be enzyme uh, deficient, you know, you can also be deficient in enzymes just due to your modern diet. If you're eating a lot of cooked, processed foods that have been heated up, many of those foods, you know, no longer have any enzyme activity. And so your body needs help in really breaking them down. Or you could have a food intolerance issue, you know, where where your body, again, is uh, deficient and that's all age groups, even even children have, have, uh, can have some enzyme deficiencies. And then just due to the natural aging process itself, you know, we're, we're aging externally. We don't realize that internally, especially our, our digestive system uh, ages. And that's why when you're younger, you can eat the, you know, the greasy fatty foods in college and, and life is all good. But as you get older, you start to get bloating, you start to get heartburn, all of these you know digestive related issues that you didn't have. And a big, you know, area for that is is that your body is now producing less enzymes, and so we specialize in that more than any other company on the planet on the science of enzyme technology as it relates to digestion, and that's what 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 we do. You know, I'm I can tell you're passionate about the subject,
1: and I think maybe one of the first places I want to start off with is, you know, there's so many entrepreneurs and innovators and the nature of not being in like a highly stable job, like, you know, being an accountant in the government or something means we have these career choices to make, right? So right. you were at some very large companies, you know, largest generic pharmaceutical company in the world, I understand, and, and yep. these other ones. And, uh, and, you know, after the last crash in 09, you decided to come over to these guys, can you talk about that move? And, and what was going into that decision for you?
0: Yeah, you know, well, reality, especially in a today's world, is, you know, with uh COVID as a great example, the larger companies aren't even necessarily the most stable, right? You know, because you know, companies go through transitions, they go through economies, and they can lay off people and start reducing staff. So, you know, if anything, there's almost that herd mentality when you're when you're working for a larger organization, even at, at a senior level like like I, I predominantly was. But you know, for me, it, there has been a inner desire, inner passion to make a difference. And and what do I I mean by that? It's you know we all live one life, and and there's a lot of amazing aspects of of just general living. But since a young young child, I've always felt that part of my role on this planet is, is to make a difference and to help other, other people live either healthier or happier lives, and also to leave the planet in a better place. And so I really left kind of big business and wanted to you know, build a company that really had that as part of its core mission. And that, that became Enzymedica today. So when you think about the growth, I mean,
1: you guys, as I understand, have almost quadrupled the company. Since you've come over, I want to say you're in like thirty thousand retail locations now. What are the, some of the things that you attribute that success
0: to? Well, a lot of it, you know, at at the end of the day, it really was just uh, hard work and bootstrapping effort, right? You know, it's it's nothing comes easy, and and it it was first of all really understanding, you know, originally what what is the focus of the company. And then, and then, you know, really developing a long-range strategy to get there. And so, each year became almost a, a stepping stone for that growth. And the way that that I always looked at it is, is that you know we we were creating new growth engines. And so each year we would establish another growth engine, whether it was expansion into another channel, expansion into international markets, or or product product development. Uh, you know, really looking at category-changing innovation and and how do we disrupt the marketplace with not just next-generation products, but, you know, truly the best product available to humankind. And so when you overlay all of those efforts, what, what really happened with us was kind of a methodical march to build the company to what we are today. And now we benefit from multiple growth engines And by the way, every growth engine, we designed it to fail and that was by design. So, you know, there isn't any part of Enzymetica that, you know, you know, hopefully it'll never happen, but there isn't any part of us that couldn't fail and really wouldn't hurt the company uh, too much at all because we're very strong in so many different areas.
1: So let's break this down. Let, let's go through some examples. So let's talk about some innovations you guys have done that maybe your competitors haven't.
0: We could, we could probably go on for multiple podcasts on that. Let's um, just, let's pick one. Yeah. The, well, well, one of the best innovations is is one of the most, most recent. So we were looking at the mega official category and I've, been involved in that that business for many many years and it was a really stagnant with with new technology innovation and so you know we we partnered with with a few firms and we developed uh, a new line called aquabium and aquabium is using totally different technology than any of our other competitors and and what it allows us to do is to really, you know, develop products that have what's called the missing omega DPA, and DPA is is almost non-existent in, in many fish oil products because they've got to filter it it out due to product due to the inherent nature of fish oil and getting all the contaminants out for the consumer. Our process is superior to that, and so with the DPA. That's the missing omega that is the most important for helping your your overall human microbiome. And that all ties back into improving your digestive system. And so we we launched that, gosh, it's been about two years ago. And we launched it in Whole Foods and Sprouts and all of the you know natural retailers. I'm very, very proud to say that we are the are the fastest growing fish oil brand in the US. And the other component to that 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 I should add, it's not product innovation, but part of our, our, our Enzymetica people and planet giving back is for every bottle that's sold, we are donating money to Moat Marine, that is a, a leading nonprofit that is reestablishing America's reef system. And so on our product, it says buy a bottle, save a reef. And that also is another form of product innovation of really helping consumers not only gain from the benefits of the product, but leaving their own legacy by helping reestablishing the uh, reefs every time that they purchase the uh, product.
1: So let's talk about that for a minute, because, you know, our listeners to this show know how passionate we are at Greystoke about the charity that my partners and I started 10 years ago that combats child trafficking, right? And yet, sometimes, we have advisors or even just talking to each other. Sometimes we hold back on talking about that because there are so many folks out there where it's just window dressing. It's not actually like in the guts of the organization. And in fact, you know, after like Tom shoes and all these things of like, Oh, look, we make the world better while we make money. And then people who they want that, but they kind of want to skip the hard work. So then they just kind of put a little wallpaper on top. Right they've created skepticism towards it. So I'm interested in any thoughts you have of actually like living that mission hard enough that consumers actually believe it instead of are just skeptical
0: of it. it. You you nailed it. I mean, it's all about authenticity, right? And, you know, it's about saying what you do and do what you say. Right. So it's, you know, we, the programs we get behind are passion projects. So, when you're truly passionate about, you know, helping someone or something like, you know, this case with reestablishing the, the uh, reefs, it's about, okay, we've got this, this, you know, humankind problem or planet problem. And what can we do? What can we do to make our difference in that? And, and so, you know, you know, with that, first of all, you want to make sure that you're partnered up with the right organization that can fulfill the mission. And once you have that, it's about really collaborating with them, but being committed—not just for hey, let's make a single donation and then and then make a statement that you know we have donated to this. Instead, you know, we have literally dedicated the Aquabium product line perpetually for that effort. You know, it's on the on the front panel of of each Aquabium product. It says buy a bottle, save a wreath. On the side panel, it's totally dedicated to that mission. And inside of the product tells the story of Moat Marine and, and the ocean reefs. And then, you know, furthermore, what, what do we do in our social media platforms like Facebook, which I would highly encourage your audience to, you know, join up with Enzymedica's Facebook social media site, because on there we regularly, we, we on a regular basis update our marketplace as to what we're doing and, and they can track the progress. So you can actually see me interviewing the, the actual researchers down in Key West and, and, and they, they, they even take you out to the water and, and show you the reefs that are being built on behalf of Enzymedica. And so again, it's not just words, it's not just something that you put in your marketing. You know, we actually engage with these groups and include them in our social media practices so that our consumers can see that, hey, we are the real deal.
1: Yeah. Well, it kind of leads me to my next question. A mentor of mine does very well. He, I remember they're a very mission-based organization. His CFO had this big kind of like kind of the principal's office talk with the whole team. and basically said, hey guys, no money, no mission. Like this thing needs to make some money so yeah. we can deliver on that mission. So, yes. let's talk about, you know, this last product you were just saying. Number one fish oil product in out there or for, number one for growth. T- tell me again what the
0: metric was. Number one in 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 sales growth for 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 2020 year to date. So, and that's based on actual retail scan sales. And and so having a great product is
1: is obviously kind of a prerequisite but if nobody finds out about it it's pretty hard to get a lot of people to buy it so what does that look like for you guys to get the word out to you know there's a lot of folks who don't have your level of education about this and they look and go oh you know the packaging on this one looks pretty right so how do you how do you win the customer mind there
0: well you know that that's probably our our greatest single challenge right you know because we're not procter and gamble we're you know we don't have a hundred you know million dollars to to be able to, to launch you know, new brands, new new products. And so, you know, we've got a, a very grassroots effort. So we've got a a national sales team that is literally going out in every single state, and they're going into the health food stores and they will educate the staff in the stores. And so, and and it is the staff that, as the consumers come in, that you know specifically will recommend the product and and they will talk about you know, programs like our buy a bottle, save a reef to help the consumer understand that they not only gain the health benefit, but also they, you know, help, help the overall planet. But then, you know, just like uh, traditional CPG, you know, we do, we do have consumer advertising. So, you know, we do advertise and, you know, various publications as an example, and then we've got a very robust um, digital marketing team inside of, of Enzymetica. So, We've got our, our social media folks and a whole bunch of other different sites where we're using those platforms, you know, to really educate the marketplace and we're we're expanding our, our influencer network. So, you know, that's, that's one of the other big areas is, is really working with the influencers and, you know, really working on, on them with their audiences to understand the benefits of, of a product like Aquabym.
1: So thinking about those many different channels there, right, when you think about how hard it is to manage something that's not being measured, what does your measurement look like? How do you know what's working or what does that look like for you guys?
0: Yeah, you know what's I would say in the last you know three years, three to five years, marketing has has never been more favorable towards actually being able to measure its results, right. You know, so, you know, one of the, you know, you know, key results area is, is just looking at, you know, for instance, website traffic, right? So if you're out there marketing and, you know, whether it's social media, whatever, you can directly correlate and look at, you know, did you increase traffic to your, your website? And then of course you've got, you know, conversion, you know, did, did consumers not only come to the website, but did they actually purchase the product or, and or, you know, we can look at it also because we get weekly scan sales with a lot of our customers. So, you know, we can see that if we're doing something, whether it's, you know, any type of, you know, digital media or, or, or other marketing, we can track and see whether we had an actual impact in our retail scan sales for that week or that month. And so we're constantly, you know, changing that, adjusting, adapting, and then learning from it.
1: So is that like a, a daily meeting, a monthly meeting? What is that what does that look like at a more granular level for you guys?
0: You know, if you were inside of our marketing team, they're literally literally looking at this every hour, right? So, you know, we've got, you know, folks, especially on, you know, our, our Amazon platform. You know, you know, we're buying advertising, we're buying other things there. And, you know, they are constantly looking of what's working, what's not. And we've got various dashboards and tools where we can actually look at those conversion rates literally live. So this isn't, you know, let the grass go underneath your feet. You don't have time for that. And that's why, again, today's modern world of a marketing has never been better for really optimizing your your marketing investments. It's not perfect. It's not easy. Otherwise we'd be a multi-billion dollar company, but you know, we do, I believe, a very good job at that. So I want to go back to kind of a,
1: a little bit more on question I was asking earlier. You think about these last 11 years that you've been there basically quadrupling the company when there's other competitors that have probably grown by 20% and some competitors probably shrunk by 10% and you've had such a radical difference in size if you were going to single that out as like, what is our industry not as good at that we seem to have a skill set that they don't, what, what's on that? What, what are the top of things on that list?
0: Well, what, what is number one is especially with our digestive products, uh, which is probably about 70% of our overall product base. The one consumer you cannot lie to is the digestive health consumer. So in what do I, I mean by that? Well, if you're experiencing maybe a reaction to dairy or gluten, you've got a tummy ache, you've got gas, you've got, got, got bloating, right? You know, you want to take a product that you feel the difference immediately. And, you know, unlike any other competitor, we are, are the primary group that has invested and put the majority of our focus into the efficacy and the science of what we do a lot of my, you know, larger uh, competitors, larger being, they don't just focus on, on, you know, say enzymes, they they sell everything. Well, what they're doing is, is they just look at our, our, our product label and they go to a contractor or, you know, and they say, you know, make this, but they don't really understand that, you know, for instance, when you take enzymes, there's very unique blends that are required that you know taking multiple types of enzymes that become active and inactive in your in your different pH environments and there's different quality of those enzymes so you know by you know putting in in the right supply chain understanding you know strategic supply chain chain sourcing investing in the science and the efficacy it leads to a product that when you take an enzymatica product you put it in your mouth you know, five minutes before you, you eat the capsule opens, you feel the difference with your next meal. And you don't get that with a lot of our, our competition. And that's probably our our biggest core advantages is feeling the difference.
1: And my understanding is like your competition puts in a lot of fillers or things like that. Is that right?
0: They do. Yes. And it's, it's, I used to be involved in a company called Thorn research, Prior to that company, it is a a what's called a professional brand. So we sold mainly to licensed doctors. We we pioneered not using fillers and excipients and flowing agents at that company. And I've taken that that same heritage because I very much believe in it. And Enzymetica is one of the only few, you know, companies out there that we are completely pure. So we don't use things like magnesium stearate which a lot of supplements do. And the reason why they do is megsterate it's kind of like a waxy substance. And so when you bring in the raw material, they blend it with with Megsterate. It creates this wax coating and it speeds up manufacturing efficiency. We don't do that because we're not about, you know, trying to make a, a, a quick buck. We're about trying to help people heal and find healthier solutions. And so when you take our product, as soon as that capsule opens up, it's a veggie cap, you have the live product immediately in your system, and it's starting to break down your foods. So, you know, again, another key competitive advantage of what, what we do.
1: So my question is, you know, here you are on, you know, our show, we were talking earlier, it's ranked either number one or number two innovation podcast in the country, depending on the day, typically, right? and you're announcing yeah. that to the world. My guess is a lot of your competitors know this already. What keeps them what keeps them from copying you and and doing what you've done and investing more in the science? Like how is it defensible what you've done?
0: Yeah, it's well, you know, first of all on the on the last discussion, a lot of our competition won't won't do that because because it'll slow down their manufacturing processes. It'll screw up their their own own profitability and it takes years to really perfect doing that right okay but the other thing is is that you know when you're dealing with efficacy this isn't necessarily something you can just do it okay let's let's invest in a study and then six months later you know we've got you know decades plus of understanding that you know no one else has and When it comes to, especially digestive health and enzyme research, it's kind of like the secret sauce. If you tested our products, you cannot reverse engineer it, right? And so, you know, on top of that, we're always coming out with the next generation improvements of all of our our formulas. So, you know, it's, it's, I do welcome actually competition because, you know, when you have more competitors in, in a category... That just means that you know they're also investing in raising awareness of that category, and that's going to bring in more consumers to want to try all of our our products. So I, do, I don't necessarily view competition as being a you know a, a great challenge. instead, I kind of welcome it.
1: Well, you think about the way that you've done this and you've you've invested in quality in a way that others have and, and things like this. When you think about how to take that principle and apply it to other industries, what advice would you have for other
0: entrepreneurs? You know, it's, it's there within any given category, you always have your, your budget products that, that, you know, that are on the low price end. And then, and then you've got everything in between and and you've got your, your higher quality, right? So it, it really depends on what is your company purpose, what is your, your overall mission. And you know I believe this that I'm not interested in anything less than the best. I mean it's period, and that's why I've really focused on on the industry that I do and on the company and on the products that that, that we're, we're focused on. You know, so what I would be encouraging folks is is that whatever you do, do it better than anyone else. And 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 be transparent about what that means, right? Even if you are that low low cost brand, you know. For instance, you know, we make some some digestive products that are at lower price points. I can tell you that the quality of those products is equal to the our best selling products. That it's it's more like BMW. You know, you can buy a BMW three series, right? or you can buy the BMW, you know, seven series. They're both high quality product and BMW does not compromise. So we do the same thing. And that's where I would encourage companies is, 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 you know, whatever you do, do it best and understand what that means and don't deviate from it and then make that your competitive advantage in the marketplace. You know, when I used to be at a company called Perigo, you mentioned it uh, earlier that's a very large generic manufacturing company. You know, we we were the best in, the, in, in that industry for the quality that we represented because we did not compromise with it. So, you know, every a platform I think has that commonality of, you know, be transparent, do it better than anyone and don't compromise on quality. That's great. Well,
1: you know, I know we're about out of time for part one of the interview here and we'll be jumping into part two, but to end off here, maybe what's, what's some advice you would go back and give a younger version of yourself?
0: I would say the greatest lesson I learned from Jim Collins. And, you know, I met him in the early 00s at the time that good to great was really kind of becoming, you know, well-known. And I spent, I think it was probably three or four hours with him along with about five other other people. And at the time I was, I want to say I was, I was in my, in my early thirties and I was climbing up the executive ladder. And what he helped all of us understand is, is that the greatest success doesn't come from you. We're the, you know, the most successful people are people that recognize that we all have our own deficiencies and, and we can't do all things. And so, you know, it's really what is most important is, is that you want to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Right. And each person, you know, should be providing something added value to what you represent. And, and, and what am I talking about? It's about having the right team and the right people around you. And that's where the magic comes, you know, and when you're younger, you're so focused on how do I get that, you know, next promotion or that job title. Instead, focus on who is around you, not about yourself.
1: It's interesting. You know, I get to interview so many people I look up to. And it is interesting how many times the message comes back of like, hey, our whole world and our school system is training you to like, treat business like an individual sport. But the people who do the best treat it like a team sport. And anybody can say that. But there are people that you can tell really live it, right? And uh, they seem to get a lot more done, don't they?
0: They absolutely do. You know, it's it's I can't emphasize that more. Is is that you know it it truly is about you know seeking out and always learning, and that you're around people that that are are part of the overall mission rather than just to help elevate you because it's not about that.
1: That's great. Well, everybody, please tune back into part two. And uh, Scott, thanks for doing this.
0: Absolutely. Well, again, thank you. And I look forward to uh, talking to you more in the future. Great.